Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, September 28th. Woo! It is almost Snoopy Goes Out Front time. Almost Snoopy Goes Out Front time, but more importantly... For those of you without a library, we have an inflatable Snoopy pumpkin thing that I'm really excited to put outside. We have a, a, an inflatable issue? An issue with inflatables? An issue? Uh, more like a passion. Passion? I don't know if it's a passion yet. We're not like full on Clark Griswolding the place. No, but I mean... We'll get there. We will. We, we have to experiment with this first one to see how the ground is. And then if it's successful, watch out. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to like anchor it down. Yeah, big time. But anyway, I think I feel like you there, had a better you know show. HOA, you want to know what the HOA would love? Just like bags of sand. Yeah, weighing them down. You know, like you see, like like in the hurricane. You know, just bags of sand trying to keep 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 the keep water Snoopy at bay. Up. This would be to keep Snoopy up. I don't see what the problem is. I think the HOA would love it. I think it would be a welcome addition, especially as we're one of the first houses people see when they come to our neighborhood. Exactly. It's classy. Welcome wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Next come the cinder blocks and then come the tires. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Um, Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run. Uh, No one cares. No one cares. (laughs) It's the American League record for those of you without a library. Um, but the other thing was is that we keep referencing referencing pumpkin things, and I need to mention that uh, I got a pumpkin beer right next to me here. Yes, Max. Max goes. Oh, I have to have a pumpkin beer because I told all our listeners that we would have a pumpkin beer, and I was like, I totally forgot he said that, so he easily could have just not had one, and I would not have known that you had said you were going to do that. <laughs> Let the record be shown who the more dedicated host is towards the uh, towards the listeners. Can you always keep them in mind. I think it's more who has the better memory, but either way, it's for the listeners. But anyways, I went with an oldie but goodie. As I said, it reminds me of it reminds me of our first year out of college. A little dogfish head pumpkin ale. There you go. Beautiful brown ale, pumpkin spices, real pumpkin spices. It's a, it's a classic. Uh, one of my favorite brown ales. I'm a sucker for a good brown ale. I would almost consider this a double, double, well, it's a borderline double brown. You know, it's not, you know, I, my favorite brown ale is Old Brown Dog, Smutty Nose. Yes. That's like a full bodied, robust brown ale. But shout out, shout out to, to Woodstock Inn Brewing Company in New Hampshire. Double pigs here. Remember when the kitchen had that on tap? 
I do. Seeing as how I only had cocktails there, no. Ah, man, those were the days. It would just be like, oh, just keep, just keep it flowing. Just keep it flowing. But nevertheless, we should move on to the show. We're not talking about things that are completely relevant and stupid. Yes, what are you kicking us off with, sir? Well, once again, I just, you know, everything is hurricane, hurricane, hurricane. And not to diminish that, it's horrible. Not to diminish that, but that's not really our milieu. You know, like that's not the... That's not that's not our uh, our wheelhouse, our bread and butter. And so, um, you know, I was digging through the news today, looking for for something that would be fun to talk about, catchy, and something that I saw, I kept coming across, kept coming across, was something that. You know, sometimes you, you, you see drips and drabs of on a daily basis, but not like on a big list. And this is rumors about what Donald Trump did when he was president. And there's a book coming out from Maggie Haberman, this old school New York reporter. Her dad was a big time New York reporter, Clive, Clive, Clive Haberman. Clive or Clyde? Clive or Clyde. No disrespect to the man. Big time New York reporter. She followed in his footsteps. Trump's known the Haberman family forever. Okay. Forever. Even back in the days when he was doing his own PR mm-hmm. for uh, the USFL. <laughs> <laughs> under, a div- under a pseudonym. Look it up. It's true. Never mind. Uh, and it never, nevertheless, um, anyways, she has a book coming out, Confidence Man, with all of these things about the Donald Trump presidency. And uh, I just kept coming through one story, one different one, different one, different one. And I was like, man, there's just like a deluge of these today. And I was like, oh, well, there's this book coming out. She sent the book around. People are publishing the things. So what I wanted to do, and it's what we're going to do, because ultimately I do get to decide the direction of the show. This is true. And uh, Max told me, that we would be doing this, and I was like, "Great, I have zero context on this." So zero it's context, great. <laughs> right? It's fantastic. So, anyways, we're going to do. We're going to rate what we believe on a scale of one to ten the believability of these Trump rumors. Okay. Right. How? How? And f- which plausible. is which? One is. One is complete bupkis. Okay. Ten is. Oh, he totally did that. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, well, uh, I'll start with this one. They're 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 all in, they're all in reference. They're all in reference to Trump. All right. Here's the first one. Mm-hmm. Trump was considering firing Jared and Ivanka through a tweet, but was stopped by Chief of Staff John Kelly. Like a three, right? I give it like a three, a one, like a, a point three, maybe. Now, okay, here's here's where I, why I like hate the news and all these kinds of things, is pro- maybe he made like a joke or like an angry joke about it, and then right. someone with no sense of humor ran and took that, and we're like, oh my god, I had to stop him. He was going to do this. When in reality, he was like never going to do it. Right. So I feel like that's 
more likely what happened. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're right on that. Just like he made a flipper, like I really, like a flippant comment I would that really he was like never going to gonna do. I would really like to effing get rid of these two, you know. And he would say the effing. That's his <laughs> language. Um, second one, he wanted to bomb Mexican drug labs. Uh, Trump will leave even high-ranking officials like his Pentagon chief floored with suggestions like bombing Mexican drug labs to help stop the flow of illegal drugs to the U.S.'s southwestern border. He raised it several times, eventually asking a stunned Defense Secretary Mark Esper whether the United States could indeed bomb the labs. Of 10. 10. (laughs) (laughs) And what's wrong with that? I don't really understand what's wrong with that, right? Like, that's something to be like, oh my gosh, how reckless is that? But why not? He'd be like, why can't we just bomb them? Why can't we just get rid of them if we know where they are? Why can't we just get rid of them? Also, I don't understand why is asking a question wrong? Like, that's how you learn and grow. Like, asking questions is a good thing. So. I have to agree. I don't see what the issue is. All right. Um, so um, this was during debate prep, okay. and this is a little a little blue. So if you have your well, this is a little explicit. So if you have little kids, I you know I would earmuff them to get ready for the town hall style forum. Trump's then advisor Reince Priebus. Remember that name? Yeah. Reince Priebus? Yeah. Role played as a female transgender student. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I'm just imagining Trump being like, oh, it's Reince the tranny. (laughs) Anyways. Um, And asked Trump if that student should be allowed to use the girl's bathroom. Trump asked whether the student in theory still had a penis. Is that the whole thing? Cocked or decocked, he reportedly inquired. He allegedly sought to explain himself with, quote, a chopping gesture upon being met with a blank question. With or without, Trump asked again. When advisors asked why it mattered, what genitalia the student had, the former president countered, what if a girl was in the bathroom and someone came in, lifted up a skirt, and a schlong was hanging out? Yeah, it happened. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 12 out of 10. Because 20 out of 10. <laughs> Not only is... like I don't understand why people would find this to be offensive or bad. Because this is something that like you would ask. You'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't have someone walking into like like a little girl's room with, 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 with a pee-pee. Um... Just absolutely so, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so, so that 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 was a, another good one, um, that I that I thought was great. Um, here's another one Democrat rep Debbie Dingle claims Trump prank called her by posing as a Washington Post reporter. Is that it? That's the whole story. Yes, Debbie Dingle believes that Donald Trump called her pretending to be a reporter with the Washington Post. What did this person supposedly say? If she wanted an apology for the then president suggesting her late husband was in hell, according to a new book. I don't even remember this whole thing. I don't remember this at all. 
I, this is like I don't think it happened. This is a one out of one. Ten. That didn't happen. I don't understand why this would be an excerpt of of something. Like, understand why it was interesting. Like, this is just someone like wildly speculating, be like, right. I thought Trump called me about something, and and I'm and and this is a reporter going, well, I'll print it because it's just completely wild speculation that I can't be back that can't be backed up with any sort of fact whatsoever. Yeah, it's dumb. All right, here's one. Hillary Clinton's campaign team investigated claim that Russia was trying to poison her through a handshake with Trump. Wait, so this is Hillary's team mm-hmm. invest. Well, they are Looney Tunes, so like an eight. So this is where I go. In reality, I doubt they even investigated this. I bet it's like a one. But making it up, I now believe in hindsight. They have ter- made themselves believe that something nutty like this happened, <laughs> and I believe in their minds. This is like a full like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, like like they believe that this is something that they can just spout out. To the previous point, anything will be printed. Anything you yeah. want to say about President Trump will be printed by a quote unquote journalist. So no matter how wackadoo you make it. You can just, yeah, just make it up. This is true. Husband of Senator Dianne Feinstein passed on warning Russians might try to poison Clinton through a handshake with Trump. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. I mean, that's that's truly that's some Trump derangement syndrome right there, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a pretty strong one. Um, I can't figure out this uh, uh, this uh, this Trump Theresa May thing. It, it it looks like it's true, um, but I can't I can't I can't figure I can't figure that one out. It seems it seems a little harsh. But I do want to end with this one. I've got to end the segment with this one because we always end it like to try to end segments with something funny. Though I do think this has been a funny segment, if I do may say so myself. White House guest claims Trump indicated he swapped out Oval Office secret toilet because Obama used it. Secret toilet? Is this like the bomb shelter toilet? There's a secret bathroom apparently in the Oval Office. He would claim he renovated the space down to the toilet. Well, can't we go prove, like... The guest interpreted to me he didn't want to use the same bathroom as Obama. <laughs> Five? I don't know. I give it, like, a solid eight. Yeah, there's a secret bath. The secret bathroom is a known thing in the Oval Office, but I totally believe he's like, that's Obama's toilet. I'm not using Obama's toilet. I, want, I need a Trump toilet. I need a proper Trump toilet in here. I need a gold Trump toilet in the Oval Office now. I 100% believe it. 100%. But I love that. I love that. That he would be like, uh-uh, nope, that's that's Obama's crapper. I'm not touching that. That's disgusting. And you know what? I stand by him for that. I stand by him for making a decision like that. That's the kind of strong decision-making that we need. Um, Beto. Oh, Lord. Beto. 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 He's running for governor of Texas. Did you know this? He's the Democratic nominee for governor of Texas. Woof. 
He's running about 10 points behind Greg Abbott. Shockingly. Shock. And I don't think we need to go through the Beto story, but suffice to say, we all know that this is someone who has kind of, for lack of a better word, drifted through life. Oh, he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's just like a complete he's, drain he's just, on society. He's just like a Hunter, grandstander. He Hunter just Biden goes and yells about things. Yeah. Where he feels he can yell about things he's and get just, and get airtime. He's just a trust fund do-gooder who's just really annoying. I wouldn't even say it's do-gooder, but I get what you're trying to say. Well, I agree. <laughs> Candidate Biden didn't spend a dime or day in the Rio Grande Valley, or really anywhere in Texas, for that matter. Once we got down in the home stretch of the general election, you got to be locking eyeballs to the people that you want to fight for and serve and whose votes that you want to win. Republicans showed up with a very strong, compelling economic message. From Trump, it was literally one syllable, one word. It was jobs. And he kind of offered a false choice. I can either keep you holed up in your house during this pandemic or I can up all these places of employment and prioritize the economy. And what did we have on our side? Nothing. Beto. Taken just full fire Joe Biden there, being like he has no idea how to message to Hispanics. Once again, another indication that Joe Biden uh, is is uh, is just, I still cannot believe the president of the United States. Um, but, um, gosh, I mean, we just need to get him out there more and more. Get him in public. Need to get him in public. Need to get those interviews out there, folks. But I love it. I love seeing Democrat on Democrat fire, and I love Beto blaming Joe Biden for the predicament that he finds himself in, which is <laughs> 10 points down. Um, because let me tell you what, Beto, um, Biden wouldn't stand a chance against Greg Abbott either, either, but he might stand a better chance than you. Um, let's, let's end with, I, I, I came across this article earlier that is just like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Oh. But apparently it's in America too. This Chinese police have covert stations set up around the world. The Chinese government has set up 32 police service stations around the world, including one in New York, to monitor and coerce Chinese nationals living abroad to return to China. The Spain-based human rights organization Safeguard Defenders recently published a report on these 32 unofficial Chinese police, quote, service stations operating around the world. These stations were established by the Overseas Chinese Police Office of the Fuzhou Public Security Bureau in China's Fujian province. Fujian? Um, These 30 stations are located in 25 cities in 21 different countries. And it's connected with China's fox hunt operations, which is essentially meant to, to... get Chinese dissidents living abroad. And we allow that in America? Apparently we allow it in America. Yep. And apparently there's a whole bunch of them in Canada, too, because that's where I first saw it. It was a Canadian story. Mm. But there's apparently one in New York City as well. So I certainly hope this is something that the national media brings attention to. Epic Times Times will bring attention to it. Yeah. Yeah but the, the national media will try to skip away. Okay. 
Okay. Final story of the day. Lay it on me. September box office record lows. Hmm. For the first time since 9-11, decimated movie-going theaters did not see a film with an opening weekend of over $20 million. 25-year lows at the movie theaters. Is that because of streaming? Or? So I was about to ask you this. When was the last time we went to the movies? Um, had to be like Star Wars or Harry Potter or something. <laughs> I think it was Star Wars. Yeah. I think it was Star Wars. And I was like, that was pre-pandemic. That was 2019. Did we go to one in... Maybe not. I feel like maybe we went to one between that and now, but I don't know. Either way, we maybe. rarely go. But we're not big into the movies, so... We're, not, we're kind of a bad... We're not big into the movies. Bad example here. However, I guess the other thing that I'm saying is, could you name the number one movie in America right now? No, but I don't pay attention to movies. But hey, but, but but it's something you used to see in the news. But but that's what I'm saying. Like it's not even something you see in the news anymore. It's not even something you used to see in the news anymore. I used to be able to know this. I used to be able to, what's the number one movie in America? You kind of knew what it was. You would see it on a commercial. You would see it on the news. Yeah. You would know, mm -hmm. right? Oh, like you you remember? Oh. Hangover came out. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Be a big movie. But it. But, but it's even smaller than that. Every weekend, it would be. This is the new news. I mean, even you know, back pre-pandemic, every weekend, yeah, it'd just be a different superhero movie. Mm -hmm. But every weekend, you'd hear about it. Oh, it grossed two hundred million. Oh, it grossed one hundred eighty million. Okay. Sure. Right. You would. No more. You don't hear about it. The pandemic really, really ended going out to see movies, in a huge way. In an absolutely massive way. I don't know that that's like a terrible thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm just, I guess I'm not as upset as you are. <laughs> I, I guess, I get, I, I guess what I'm bringing up is, is like, it, I, I guess my question is like, yeah, like, do you think it's a good, do you think it's like a good thing or a bad thing? Do you miss like, go, like, would you have any fond memories of going to the movies? I kind of want to delve into this. Like, yeah, did you ever was, enjoy going to the movies? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I just, like, when I was younger, now I don't care. Like, I just, it's very loud. And <laughs> <laughs> if you get stuck in the front row, you, like, That's can't the first see. thing you go with. You go, it's, it's horribly loud. Very it is. loud. It is very loud. Okay. And if I need to go to the restroom, I can't hit pause and I have to miss stuff. And, you know, I just, eh. Yeah. You can do without. Yeah. Do without the movies. I, we can make popcorn here on the stovetop the and watch stove whatever we want. The popcorn has been a revelation. <laughs> I'm sure we're probably going to do it again tonight. Um, I, so, so I agree with that. I used, to, I used to really like going to the movies. I used to really enjoy it. Movie theater popcorn. 
delicious. Loved it. <laughs> never got candy. Butter in the middle. I'm a butter in the middle family. Literally like, never heard of that until butter, I met you. So. Butter in the middle. Just so you know. Um, used to love going to the movies. But, you know, over the years, two things happened. Mm-hmm. One, they just got longer. Yeah, and so many ads. Right? It used to be like an hour. You used to be like an hour and a half. You could budget an hour 45 because you'd have a couple previews. Then it's ads, previews, ads. Then it's two and a half hour movie. And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell happened to the day? How long have I been in here? I was being trapped in a casino. Yeah. So that's one thing. Number two, I just hate giving my money to Hollywood. Well, yeah. That's the other thing. Over the years, it's just like, why would I? Why would I give my money to you people? Why would I give you money, my money to you people who push forward a cultural agenda that is the complete opposite of what I believe? Yep. Yep. And that's really what it comes down to. To me, for me, at the end of the day, no reason to go to the movies. And I give the entertainment industry plenty of money. Way too much. It's gross. Anyways. All right. I don't have anything else. Oh, you didn't. Right. We didn't have a funny. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a food thing. I don't have a food thing. Why don't you have a food thing? Did you look up a food thing? Did you find a food thing on your own? No. Why would I do that? I don't know, maybe because we had a show today and we always end up with a food thing. Okay, well, let us know, you know, on the Instagram or the email. Hold on, I can give you the email address one more time. Let me grab it. It is E-I-T-R-P-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Do you prefer stovetop, microwave, or movie theater popcorn? Mm, Mm. Jiffy Pop. What about Jiffy Pop? Or Jiffy, fine. Or Jiffy Pop. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? Yeah. Gun to your head and you only get one for the rest of your life. Which one are you, which one are you going with? Movie theater popcorn. I'm going Jiffy Pop. Give me the movie theater popcorn. Give me the movie theater popcorn. Double bag. Kind of nauseous Double after. bag. Butter in the middle. Let's go. Uh, Give me right. the tub. Give me the tub. Let the us know. Such a power Let us know move. which of those four are your favorite, and or if we missed one. I, I don't count. Don't give or me candy. the. Don't give me the kettle corn, caramel corn nonsense. I'm talking. What about what about regular popcorn? Okay, how about this one? Movie theater candy. Did you ever get movie theater candy? Yeah. Okay. What was your movie theater candy of choice? Red vines or sour patch kids. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I respect the sour patch kids. I like to put them in the icy, and then they get frozen, and then you eat them. I think I, <laughs> I literally think I just got diabetes hearing that. <laughs> there is a really great picture that I drew um, when I was like, I don't know, eight or ten, and we went to see. Oh, we went to see the revamped Star Wars, and I drew this hilarious picture of myself with a giant tub of popcorn and I said I was really sick because I ate too much popcorn and then I tried to draw like a Darth Vader next to it I'll show it to you sometime <laughs> told you my Star Wars story right 
No, but I, I think we've wait. I think we've done the fun we've banter. Done. We've done the fun banter. Uh, I never got candy, though. I'm a sucker for Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Uh, junior Mints, not bad. Ugh, Junior Mints, gross. Oh my. All right, folks. We'll see you Friday. Friday. Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess.